0: God bless everybody. I'm your host of OPP, Corey Cambridge. And before we get started with this amazing episode, I want to tell you about my other show, Silent Giants. Silent Giants is a podcast that highlights the superstars behind the scenes of popular culture. Ever wondered who made the MTV logo? Did you know the person who wrote Earth, Wind & Fire's hit song September? Also wrote the theme song for the hit 90s TV show Friends? On Silent Giants, we learn more about these amazing people and dig deep to learn more about their most famous works. Be sure to check out Silent Giants on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Now, let me introduce you to our special guest of OPP.
1: Hi, this is Chanel Sang. I'm with Peace Out Podcast, and this is OPP.
0: Pa bless, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of O.P.P. Other People's Podcasts is America's number one podcast discovery platform that highlights your favorite podcasters and the dope shows they created. Our special guest this episode is Chanel Sang, host of the amazing podcast. Peace out. On this amazing pod, Chanel shares stories that help children calm down and relax by guiding them through visualization and breathing techniques. This pod is perfect for parents and teachers who want to teach mindfulness and self-regulation. In this interview, we're going to learn more about Chanel. We chat about her career in child development. We discuss mental health for infant children. We get her podcasters picks. And of course, we chat about her dope show. Peace out. So, allow me to introduce you to Chanel Sang. Yo, what's up, Chanel? How are you?
1: Hi, Corey. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yo, it's such a pleasure having you uh, on the podcast. I discovered your show a couple of months ago and instantly reached out. I was like, yo, this is interesting. Like, <laughs> the beautiful thing about podcasting is that it opens up a new world to me of things that I just didn't think uh, uh, exist or causes that people believe in and, and stuff like that. And this is amazing.
1: Oh, that's really interesting. Usually I think of podcasting because as a great way to connect with people who are interested in the same thing. So I kind of like that you've sort of flipped that and you're connecting with people who are um, opening you up to new things, which is great.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day's a new adventure. So tell me about your background.
1: Sure. Uh, Well, I started my career uh, teaching in Montessori settings and also working with a lot of children and families in a parenting and family literacy center. So this was a drop-in program for families with children under the age of six. And part of our work was to prepare them for that transition into kindergarten. And a lot of what I focused on was the social and emotional skills. So things like how to make friends, how to recognize um, your emotions if you're feeling upset, and um, the self-regulation piece. And from there, I started to um, build on that and th- I th- tried to think about a way to... Um, encourage children to learn these types of skills and that's how we sort of landed on peace out and started that podcast
0: now, now i'm based here in america based in brooklyn and so mm. I'm, I'm kind of aware of the challenges of the educational system uh the good and the bad of the the situation here in the states but right. what is it like being a teacher and what is the canadian education system like right now from your perspective
1: well, uh, well, I was not, I'm never in the public education system. So Montessori is a private school, um, although I have a lot of friends who are working in the public system. And I also worked um, for a school board when I was working in the family drop-in center, uh, just not in a teaching role. Uh, well, right now it's um, a little bit um, challenging. Um, there are a lot of uh, things happening with the unions um, and teachers who are fighting for students and um, uh, students' rights and also uh, programs that are getting cut or um, introduced. So it's um, sort of a challenging time right now, um, on our in Ontario, at least, in Canada.
0: Uh, what, what drew you to education and working with children?
1: I've always really enjoyed working with children. I'm not sure what it is, but it's just... Um, I mean, they're just so... It's just at a time where their whole life is ahead of them. So if I can at least be there to help guide or help to sort of, um, be a positive influence. I think that's, um, very special.
0: What are some of the biggest issues that you see, uh, that children are dealing with, um, kind of right now from your perspective?
1: Mm, well, I, I don't think this is probably, this is probably not anything new, but I think that there's a lot of pressure, um, with, this whole new world of social media and, um, being connected all the time. And I think that it opens up a lot of different issues so for example I mean um, back then when we were younger if we were experiencing um, bullying for example that sort of stopped at the end of the day because you kind of went home and um, hopefully that was a safe place for you but now there's it kind of extends so it's online so if you're getting bullied at school um, that translate and translates into being bullied at home because you're just online and you're seeing people post things and it's just sort of a nonstop barrage of, um, of pressures that I think children and young people are facing today. Um, yeah, so I think that's, that's one of the biggest challenges.
0: Is there anything that, that you recommend that parents can do, uh, to, to help regulate how social media plays a role in in, in a child's mental health?
1: Uh, um, I think social media is not my area of specialty um, at all, but I always think that when I worked with families, I always encouraged them to... Um, you know really take the time to spend time with their children and understanding the, um, where they're coming from so for example if you see your child experiencing um, I don't know what a lot of people call a temper tantrum um, just to sort of take a step back take a breath and sort of understand that there's something behind there's a reason behind that um, the yelling and the uh, and the misbehavior and sort of reframing that um, the way the approach and I think that if people if parents and educators Educators do that. And a lot of them do do that. Um, They can start helping uh, what's behind that um, behavior, because that behavior is sort of the end of the road. I mean, a child has tried any sort of strategies they might have and nothing else is working. And that's when the crying and the screaming and the whatever is happening. Um, so also um, reframing that sort of uh, approach, but then also um, working with the child to give them tools. So for example, um, with our podcast, we talk about um, breathing strategies and um, uh, being mindful and also other different techniques like that. So just that um, they might not remember the five different strategies you talk about, but maybe they'll remember one or two and then they'll have that in their tool belt. So when next time they feel upset or frustrated or, or hurt, They'll, they'll be able to access that and help themselves. And then also to know that they can reach out and that their parents and educators are a safe, safe person to talk to about these things.
0: There's one thing that I came across uh, when I was doing research on you that uh, I was like, oh wow, I didn't know that this was a, a thing or an issue that um, folks are dealing with is the issue of, I know that mental health is really, really important, but mm-hmm. the uh, mental health of infants and, and young children um, it, I kind of, so I think for most people we associate mental health with, you know, older folks and, you know, right. uh, stuff like that. But tell me more about, about this. Cause this was a uh, shocking and alarming to me.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, this is something new to me too. I took a training, um, that was uh, done with the Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto. Um, and it was really great. It brought together a lot of, um, great people in the field and we, uh, took these webinars and learned a lot about infant mental health. And um, like you, I didn't know much about it either uh, before that. Um, But mental health really is like any health. It starts at birth. So just as when the child is born, there's just so much brain development in the first three years of life. So things like um, promoting like a healthy attachment to their uh, primary caregiver or um, knowing that if they're uh, uncomfortable or if they need a need met, like comforting or being fed or change those sort of basic um, needs of babies, that those will be met, met in a caring way. And that sort of starts building that foundation for healthy mental health for the rest of their lives
0: how can we as a uh, potential parents or people who are one day I hope to be a, a dad one day uh, <laughs> what what can we do to look out for our child's mental health
1: uh, well I think even just starting as when they're babies is just being more um mm-hmm being conscious and attuned to their needs. So, um, there's a, a what's called serve and return. So for example, it's just having almost a conversation with your baby. So, um, they learn how to talk by watching our faces, how our mouths move when you're making, um, different sounds or words. And, you know, if they're making a face at you, you could sort of um, make a face back at them or if they make a little cooing noise you sort of echo that and it becomes a, a back and forth or what's called a serve and return so it's that interaction and encouraging the, um, the baby or the child to keep going and keep interacting and they're really learning a lot from your facial expressions uh, if you're holding them that sort of connection and touch um, and then continuing it on uh, as they grow up and they're older is to always um, make. I think make just simply making that time to be with them and um, to speak with them I know that it's so I think parents and caregivers have so much pressure nowadays. There's so much to do. People working multiple jobs. Um, um, it sometimes it just feels like there's not a lot of time. But just even if it's five minutes, ten minutes, and just sort of sitting and you know seeing how their day was or reading a book together, just having that connection and um, building that f- foundation, so the child knows that you're this. Like a home, like a home base, like a place where they can go to all the time. And again, it's that safe space. um, And that also helps them encourage them to even go out and explore because they know that they can always come back to you. Um, back to you after when they need to either recharge or they're tired or they they just need a rest and then when they're ready they go back out again and that's going to continue on for the rest of their lives when they're teenagers or adults and they move out um, but that you're always that safe home base for them to return to you time and time again.
0: Chanel, we're take like a quick break. When we get back, we're gonna get into your podcast. Peace Great. out. Sounds good. All right, yo, Chanel, we are back. All right. Okay, so, so, so Chanel, I want to take you way ba- back right now mm-hmm. and uh, tell me, how did you first discover the medium of podcasting?
1: Uh, well, I, I've i always loved radio and I've always loved talk radio. I remember falling asleep to it um, as a kid and um, I've got two kids of my own. They're seven and nine now.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
1: but a few years ago, uh, you know, we'd have our whole bedtime routine. They'd brush their teeth, get ready for bed. We'd read a book and then we somehow, I don't even remember how, but we discovered children's podcasts, stories podcasts. So after they were put to bed, we would play a story for them uh, with the lights out. And that sort of kind of ended their day in a very relaxing way. And I came across a really nice story podcast called Storytime uh, by Bedtime FM. And this was I thought it was a really great one because it wasn't um a lot of the authors were independent authors from around the world. I thought that the stories were very like sweet and funny and they were um very age appropriate. Uh so I started following uh Storytime's Facebook page and um their Twitter account and one day uh Rob Griffiths, um the founder of Bedtime FM and the creator of Storytime, he put out a call to parents who listened asking for volunteers to help out with the podcast. So, of course, I messaged him and I, you know, I said I was really interested in helping and however, um, however I could. And I started helping by researching stories, uh, writing and uh, narrating stories. And then, um, as I mentioned previously, I was working at the Family Center, supporting families transitioning into kindergarten and talking about social emotional skills and the um, importance of that to a child's success and not just in school, but in life. And I came up this, with this idea of sort of um, doing relaxation stories that focused on breathing and mindfulness, um, bringing in yoga, which I really love. Um, and then also sort of in the background, talking about these social emotional skills, like making friends or recognizing when you're upset. And he, re- and he went, with, went for it. So we've been doing that for three years now, three seasons. Um, and our fourth season is starting up very soon in 2020.
0: What issues were you looking to solve um, or your intention with this podcast? Hmm.
1: Uh, That is a great question. Um, I think my intention for this was to make it um, um, make. The idea of um, social and emotional learning and um, introducing things like yoga and mindfulness and even meditation to children uh, to be an accessible tool. I mean, we we didn't start this in any way to um, make money or anything like that. We don't put ads on it. Um, It's free for everyone online or on um, any podcast app. And our hope was just to have this as a free resource for teachers and parents to use at home and in the classroom.
0: Chanel, you have such a soothing voice.
1: Um, <laughs> Same to it, you, Corey. <laughs> it,
0: yeah, it's it, but it's it's very uh, very calming. Oh,
1: thank uh, you. Was it
0: a, was it a challenge for you, um, you know, stepping into the role of, of being the the host? And how did you discover your voice? Because even speaking with you, you have such a calm and relaxing tone.
1: Oh, thank you. Um, no, I think um, actually, I think it was very easy because. It was, for me, I am just naturally very soft-spoken when I was, you know, teaching or working. I think my challenge was always to raise my voice um, higher when I was speaking to children or whoever. Um, So being able to just sit sort of, I'm just in my bedroom by myself with my computer and recording equipment, it's actually easier for me because I can sort of do that at my own pace. There's the microphone, so it sort of amplifies anything that needs to be louder Uh, and, I think I'm always try- imagining I'm speaking directly to the children, and just from my years of working with children, that part was, uh, came pretty easily for me as well.
0: I always tell folks who want to get into podcasting that it's an amazing way to either rebrand yourself mm-hmm. or enhance the brand you've already established for yourself. Right. Um, you've already, you were already so accomplished in your profession before you started your podcast. Uh, how has this enhanced uh, your brand personally?
1: I think this has really allowed me to do something creative. Uh, right now in my current role which I absolutely love um, it just sort of opens a different part of for me uh, to develop my creative side, you know, I'm researching and writing these relaxation stories, um, being able to figure out how it's going to sound um, uh, in that way so I think it sort of activates a different part of my brain and part of my interests which is I'm really thankful for I think everybody needs a creative outlet Um, it might not look exactly like drawing or writing, it could be any Anything like podcasting. So maybe in a way that's um, that's sort of feeding the need for some people who want to express themselves uh, creatively.
0: For folks who have not listened to Peace Out, mm-hmm. can I get an elevator pitch from you? Uh, just kind of giving a general consensus of what the show is about.
1: Sure. Uh, well, Peace Out our 10 to 15 minutes of relaxation stories. We start off with the calm down countdown to get our minds and bodies ready. And there are usually three exercises focused on breathing. And we talk a lot about different things in between from um, meteors and to uh, superheroes.
0: And what have you learned from your podcast that you didn't know before you started it?
1: Um, I learned that there are a lot of people who are looking to connect in some meaningful way. Um, So just from getting different reviews and emails and messages from parents and teachers and even children, older children from around the world who listen and um, who really found some sort of meaning or um, some use out of peace out, which I'm always grateful for. And it's, I think, very... um, very encouraging to meet these people who are also trying to find ways to support their children, um, in terms of uh, their mental health and their, um, awareness of their emotions and, um, uh, compassion. And I think that's, uh, it was very exciting to me to connect with those, with those people and listeners around the world.
0: After our interview, I, I hope that everyone goes right away and listens to Peace Out, uh, but, and what do you want them to walk away with after listening to your podcast? What's what's the, the overall encompassing goal?
1: Um, I hope that they walk away with um, just the knowledge that it's okay to pause during the day at any time. It could be for 10 seconds. It could be for 10 breaths. It could be for 10 minutes and just um, be able to t- just sort of pause life, take a few breaths, do something t- for yourself and then recharge and make make yourself ready to take on what you're whatever you're taking on
0: so uh chanel we've come to a point in the show called our podcasters picks now this is when i asked the guests of today's show to provide me with three podcasts that they enjoy that we should be listening to so chanel take it away
1: Well, I think I'll do something a little different than maybe other guests have done, which is I'm going to focus on children's podcasts, just because that's the realm I'm in. Um, The first one, of course, is um, Bedtime FM's other podcast, Storytime, and I'd really recommend that this even... Even if I wasn't connected to it, because I really do think that um, they take the time to choose their stories carefully. I know that in our discussions about um, is this story right for our podcast, there's a lot of discussion. Um, The other parents on the team are educators or work with children in some way or, or have children. And then we talk about if it's appropriate. The wording is the, um, is the vocabulary inclusive. So there's a lot of thought between, uh, behind that curating process for stories. Um, I think every, um, and I think it sounds great too. And so I would really recommend Storytime from Bedtime FM. Uh, the other one uh, that my children really like is uh, Little Stories for Tiny People. Um, this is hosted and created by Rhea Pector and she just has a very unique way of putting together a very, um, meaningful, funny, sweet story that touches on, um, different issues that face, the children face, um, and all put together in a very funny way and, um, very entertaining for kids, I think. Um, so that's my second one. Oh, and then for the third one, um... Like we girls really, really, really like wow in the world. Um, which is an NPR podcast for children. It's hosted by um, Mindy Thomas and Guy Raz. And it's just so funny. I hear them singing their songs just, you know, in the schoolyard and um, talking about it and it really uh, inspires things. in them. we were really listening to an episode about black holes and now my youngest is um, asking me all the time about black holes and it's really opened up this whole new discussion and um, exploration of space. So I think that's really, really neat. And those are my three.
0: Wow. Uh, Chanel, before we get out of here, why do you podcast?
1: Um, I think if I'm able to reach, uh, one child or one teacher, parent, uh, practitioner and impact them in a positive way and make them think about, uh, social, emotional learning, uh, or being mindful. And I think that that would have been well worth the time that, um, I, as well as Rob Spend on making this podcast. And it's just fun too, (laughs) to do this.
0: Chanel Sang, thank you so much for being a guest on OPP. I really appreciate what you bring to the space and, uh, you know, pa bless you.
1: All right, (laughs) thank you.
0: Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of OPP and to our special guest, Chanel Sang. You can find Peace Out on Apple, Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts. This episode was mixed by Sixth Sense. Theme music for this episode was produced by Richie Quake. And are you down with OPP? If so, please be sure to leave me a five-star rating in the Apple app and let me know your favorite podcasters in the review section. Lastly, before we get out of here, be sure to check out my other show, Silent Giants, which highlights the superstars behind the scenes of popular culture. And you can find Silent Giants on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Pa bless, everybody. Till next time.
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.